it's Lynn Brown. Welcome to the Gritty Women Podcast. I'm a mindset coach, or you can say I'm a results coach. I just love to partner with people who want to become better. Because the first half of my life, literally, I was trapped by the opinions of others. And and then in my spare time, I was the best people pleaser ever. You know, I, I found my purpose and when you finally found your purpose, it takes some of us a little bit longer, but your passion meter is off the chart. So today I just want us to think about triggers in our life. What happens on those days when out of the blue, something just pops in, it's a trigger, and if we're not careful, it could derail us. I think this is an easy topic to talk about because I was just hooked last week by a trigger. And they are so subtle. They're so cunning and they're so sneaky. But they rob you of so much peace and entangle you in the web. I think most people really believe that the results in life are based on outside circumstances. Growing up, I always heard this catchy phrase, you know, the devil made me do it. And I'll be honest, I said that growing up a lot of times. I can remember spilling my milk one night at dinner like three times. (laughs) Finally, I just screamed, the devil made me do it. But it was nothing more than an excuse for my behavior. As I've shared before, you know, I'm I'm a person of faith. I, I sat on the second row, the red velvet cushions, the whole nine yards for the first half of my life. And I heard the words spoken from the pulpit. But it was it was almost like it was falling on deaf ears. I did not believe this for myself. I did not believe the words that I was hearing from me. But what I did believe, I had convinced myself that the world was out to get me. I can't really say that I had a victim mindset because I was always a fighter. I would always come up swinging regardless of how many times I fell, but at the same time, I believed that I was not enough. I wasn't rich enough, skinny enough, or smart enough to break through the trap that I found myself in. And what I did discover was that in the middle of the drama, I could kind of forget about my current circumstances and conditions. So I just ran from drama to drama. It was all I knew. I mean, I looked for chaos, and I found it every time. And I think it's, it's so true. We, we find what we're looking for, regardless of what it is. I remember memorizing, you know, Bible verses at church camp and Sunday school. And I did that just so I would get the pen or get the ribbon and be in the cool group. You, you get to dig a prize out of a, a little treasure chest. But I was just playing not to lose. I was just playing to fit in, thinking that that would make me feel like I belonged. I was fighting against the very thing that I longed for. I mean, I wanted peace. I wanted joy. Who doesn't want that? And I don't think there's ever been a more important time for all of us in this world to seek peace and seek joy and seek, you know, just a united front together. But I wanted so much to be free from this web that I had entangled myself in. But I was, I was never taught those techniques or given the tools. Yes, I was taught manners and I was taught respect. And I was told what to think. But I really wasn't taught how to think. 
I grew up saying what I was supposed to say. You know, we've all laughed about, you know, hearing Christianese. You know, I mean, we we learn to say the things that we're supposed to say when we're supposed to say them. I, I didn't really mean it in my heart. It was just coming out of my mouth. One verse that I have always heard, and not until really the last couple of years have I really embraced it, but take every thought captive. Now, I never really knew what that meant. I, and I certainly had no way of knowing how to do that. All of my thoughts were were limited. They were limiting beliefs. They had a negative self-image. I had convinced myself, you know, by age 11, that I was not as smart as my friends. I was insecure. Oh, my stars. I mean, insecurity ran through my mind 24-7 or 24-8, honestly. It, it was just, it was a constant. It never went away. So this is, you know, I'm just being transparent here, but it was not until about, it was seven years ago, honestly, this November, seven years ago, that I discovered that my whole life, up until that point, seven years ago, had been driven by these limiting beliefs. Now that was a hard pill for me to swallow. You know, it's just an expression, but I mean, it was. For a few minutes, I thought, well, what a failure. Who wastes the first half of their life? And well, to answer that question, honestly, as I work with individuals through through coaching and through training and workshop and speaking, the people that I meet, people on my podcast, there are a lot of people in that category. And the really sad part about it is that, that many of them don't even know they're stuck. It's all they know. They are truly operating at their best level of awareness. And that's hard for some of us to accept. But honestly, we were no different. Wherever, Whenever we've been stuck before, we were operating from our very best level of awareness. So my number one go-to tool was control. I would try to control others. Even as a child, I would, I would if we were playing a game, I would try to control the outcomes. One of the first lessons I remember learning in this category was with uh, playing cards with my granddaddy, playing the old maids, and I hated to lose. So I took the old maid card and I cut the corner off because I thought, well, that way in the deck, I'll be able to see which corner snipped off and I'll never lose. And, and I did win the first round. He let me win that first round. So I thought, I've mastered this. I can use this in all the other games too. Until he took the deck of cards, went to the bathroom and snipped every corner off of every card and, and he shuffled them out. And I knew then I was busted. I used to sabotage myself first so that others would not. I'd make jokes about not being smart in math and making making jokes about the grades that I received on my papers. I wanted to beat others to the punch. I did that too with my with my weight. Fat jokes. I'd talk about, you know, just make jokes about being fat and being overweight. When you speak, whatever rolls out of your mouth, it started first as a thought because everything begins as a thought. The computer or phone that you're listening to this on was first a thought. Everything's cre created twice. First in the mind and then 
through the through the mind and produced in a physical form. Every thought comes from a previous thought or response, and this is this is might be new for for some of you. Trust me, <laughs> the first time I heard it, I was like my mouth literally dropped open. I mean, I was dumbfounded. It just was like all the little missing puzzle pieces of my life started coming together at once, and it and it was pretty fast. But now I know the truth, and the truth has set me free. And for the most part, you know, I catch myself before I spin out of control. It, but now, again, last week I, I got triggered and hooked and just, for a minute, just acted like I was two years old. I'm just going to be honest. But being intentional and being aware of where you are and thinking about what you're thinking about it does not happen by accident. You can't just... You can't just find the cute quote on Pinterest and fix you a caramel, you know, whatever, coffee, whatever your favorite thing is. Click your heels three times and ta-da, ba-bam, it works. In our 63 Days to Gritty Mindset training, you can ask the participants in the program. I mean, they are working. They are taking daily action. They are putting techniques into practice. Because, y'all, you can listen to podcasts until the cows come home. Okay, that's a little expression that we talk, we say in the country. But you can listen to podcasts and you can post quotes and frame them and put them on your wall and you can do all those things. But until you take action and put these things, these tools, these techniques into place, nothing is going to change. And, and there are some people that still, you know, are resisting change. Change, nobody wants to change except maybe babies that have wet diapers. And really, they don't really necessarily like it. So if, if you haven't enrolled yet, in our 63 Days to Gritty, it's a, a continuity program. It just it starts over. Um, there's You can start any day. You can start today, for that matter. Um, you can send me an email, lynn at lynnbrown.net. Just email me, lynn, L-Y-N-N-E, at lynnbrown.net, and I'll send you a link. It's simple. You sign up. It's $63, okay? I kept it, the cookies on the low shelf. I just kept it at 63 because I figured, you know what? You can invest a dollar a day in your in your growth. And honestly, I could I don't even know how much money I've invested in my growth. But I had a long way to grow. You're probably not you're probably not as far behind as I was. So but anyway, the point is you gotta invest in yourself to grow. Socrates said the unexamined life is not worth living. And and most people would rather stay on the couch of life watching Netflix with a bowl of Ben and Jerry's chunky monkey then to pull back the curtain and start the work. And I get it. I've done the done the couch thing with the chunky monkey. I've done that. Been there, done that, got the t-shirt. But until we know what is driving our behavior, nothing will ever change. You gotta think about, you know, how are you starting your day? How are your thoughts, your responses? Or in my case, my uh, facial expressions. Oh my. Oh my stars. I don't even have to open my mouth. You can just look at my face and (laughs) tell what I'm thinking. And trust me, sister, it is not always pretty. Mm. But that'll be another day. We'll talk about that another day. For now, we're going to just keep this nice and simple. But seriously, the the self-evaluation is the key to change. And we really don't want to do it. It's just like today. I avoided a conversation with one of my mentors because honestly, I just thought, you know what? 
I'd rather just today, I'd rather just do what I got to do. I don't want to pull the curtain back on that part of my life that I'm dealing with. I just don't want to do that right now. So I just, I simply kept the, the curtain closed, didn't pick up the phone, didn't get on the call with my mentor. Not proud, just being honest. So self-evaluation is the key. We are, we are designed to do this. It's, it's why we have such a complex mind. We were created to be able to, to think and change. And so, yes, your, your self-talk matters. So let's just, let's just start here. Just, just a simple place, your self-talk. This week, let's just focus on this one area. When you feel yourself getting tense or irritated or cussing, or murmuring, if you don't cuss, if you just, you know, maybe you don't. And I don't cuss too much, but every now and then I do. But whatever it is, whatever you do, whatever whatever causes this reaction, think into it. What is the trigger? I'll, I always love it when people fuss and moan about the traffic they're in. They're like, oh, I'm going to leave early. That traffic's so bad. Or I'm out here on the interstate. They'll call, you know, I'm like, the traffic's so bad. We've been sitting here for three, you know, we've gone three miles in an hour or whatever. But it's like they are beyond the traffic. Like they're not in the traffic. The traffic is bad, but they're not in line in the traffic. So often we're just so close to, to it. You know, so you can't see the forest for the trees. You're just too close to see it. So last week, you know, when I got hooked by this trigger, I, I realized that I was acting from a past event. I was reacting from an old story that I had created. And somehow it found its way back in my mind and I fell for it. Hook, line, and sinker. But I guess the great part of the story is the happy ending is that I didn't stay there for hours like I used to. I mean, used to, I'd hang the little twinkly lights and get the marshmallows and, you know, gather around the campfire. But I didn't this time. I was able to adjust and talk myself out of it. Now, <laughs> I wish I could tell you that that was just because I read a cute little quote or whatever. It's not. It's been daily, <laughs> daily work. I mean, I've had to work hard to unlearn and relearn a new mindset. So this is not for wimps. Living your best life is not for wimps. I mean, my coaches and mentors have worked and are continuing to work with me through this. I was reminded recently that, you know, the growth zone could also be reserved, you know, referred to as the struggle zone. I was sharing, you know, about some struggles recently, and one of my mentor said, that's a great sign. You are growing. Celebrate the struggles. I was just like, oh, okay. <laughs> Trust me, the, that big blue comfy couch with the twinkle lights hanging all around, the Netflix and the chunky monkey, the comfort zone. You're right. There's not a lot of struggle there. But it's not where your growth's going to happen. It's a dead-end street for your dreams and your best life. So I'm glad you tuned in today. And, and I'm so thankful that you're becoming aware of the triggers. And, you know, once we can identify the triggers, they no longer have power over us. I believe in you, gritty sister. I believe in, in your dream. I just want to encourage you to, to hold your gritty image until next time. 
Remember, you've got to take all these thoughts captive. It starts with taking one captive. And trust me, if I can learn to do this, you can too. And I'm going to leave you with my favorite verse, Romans 12, 2. We will be transformed by the renewing of our minds. Until next time, take care and get gritty. <laughs>